0: Hello and welcome to Movie Thoughts. I'm your host, Dominic Tartamella, and welcome back to the podcast. The fun-filled Movie Thoughts podcast. Always uh, a fun time. Fun and games. Hee <laughs> uh, Today we're talking about another horror movie. One of my favorite genres. We're jumping right into it. And it's a new film from M. Night Shyamalan. Knock at the Cabin. Film stars Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, Nikki Amuka Bird, Abby Quinn, Rupert Grant, and Kristen Q. Um, this film is based on a novel from 2018. And uh, yeah, it seemed like I did not read the novel, by the way. I know nothing about the book. I knew very little about this movie going in. I'd just seen a few teasers, uh, trailers, and stuff like that. looked intriguing enough. Um, but basically, there's a couple vacationing, and what is it, f- five strangers? F- four strangers? Four strangers come, and come a-knocking on the door, and they want to try to avert the apocalypse. You know, normal stuff like that. Are they religious freaks? Are they Jehovah's Witnesses? I I don't know. I guess Jehovah's Witnesses are religious freaks. I don't know. Did I say that? Does that offend anyone? I don't know. Maybe it does. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, But anyway. So M. Night Shyamalan. He's a guy that, you know, I I, I don't want to say you either love him or hate him. But he, for me, he's become like a hit or miss kind of guy um obviously he broke on a scene back in 99 with the sixth sense which is a great movie uh it's one of those movies that the twist is so big if you if you haven't seen the sixth, the sixth sense i'm not going to get into spoilers on the sixth sense but uh you know you should fucking know uh what this the ending of the sixth sense is or maybe you saw 50 first dates i know they that's a a theme in that movie as well funny movie adam sandler drew barrymore uh, but then, so he had a nice streak for a little bit back when he came. Um, to me, the streak was basically like the Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, uh, all pretty effective movies, right? He's obviously produced some stuff here and there. I think he produced that movie uh, Devil with like the Elevator, which was a cool movie. Uh, so after Signs, he does The Village. It's okay. He does Lady in Water. Right, then he does the fucking happening, which is fucking awful. I remember seeing the happening at theaters. I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast because it has it did scar me for life and how bad that fucking movie is. Um, very disappointing. A movie that like that that was the problem I think at the time and uh, what became of M Night Shyamalan at that point was like he would have these. You know, concept horror thriller movies that like really looked good in the trailers. You know, and that movie had Mark Wahlberg in it, uh, John Leguizamo, and then you'd go see it and you'd be like, "Wow, this is a fucking disappointment." And that was that was that movie was a piece of shit. I mean, I, I can't I can't stress that enough. And then Mark Wahlberg, let me tell you something about Mark Wahlberg. I I like Mark Wahlberg in very very small doses. Yet again, I don't know if I've seen the said anything about this on the podcast because now I'm getting into those double digits. I'm forgetting what I'm ranting and raving about. But let me take a minute to rant and rave about Mark Wahlberg because Mark Wahlberg, very small doses, he works, right? Um, departed, he works good. Why? He's in at small doses. Uh, you know, his. I think his best performance as far as like a full on Mark Wahlberg movie is Boogie Nights. I mean, who doesn't love Boogie Nights? But I don't know, Mark Wahlberg just doesn't do it for me. Uh, He—he's not to blame for uh, for the happening. That's obviously M Night Shyamalan to blame. But his whole, you know, shtick of like, huh? Yeah, yeah. When's it that. Yeah, huh? Okay, yeah. And just his—you know what it is? I and I—I've said this too. Like, I try to separate the artist from the the art, or the actor from the movie, or whatever. But like, I can't help. But, like, associate Mark Wahlberg, but just that he's a complete tool bag in real life. I mean, (laughs) I just saw a video of him on Ellen. It was an old clip. But it was, like, he said he could do, like, all these Uh, push-ups, the pull-ups. He could do more pull-ups than the rock or something like that. And then he started doing pull-ups. And whatever he said he could do, like, 30, he didn't even do close to there. And he was just, like, really bad form. And, like, the guy, I don't know. You know what? I lost a lot of respect for him. I don't know if a lot of people uh, know what he said. But, like, it was around 9-11 or after 9-11, rather. And he said that, like, if he was something along the lines of this is not quote by quote. But if, if, his, if he was on that plane with his family, that, you know, he would have fought the terrorist off and landed the plane. Yes. Let that sink in that Mark Wahlberg said that. And I don't remember verbatim what he said, but he said, yeah, basically, yeah, I would have fought him off. I would have fought those fucking terrorists off. And you know what? I would have fought him off. I would have landed the fucking plane. You know why? Because I'm fucking Marky mock Mark. And my brother Donnie, everybody knows him. We got Wahlbergers, right? Huh? Well, listen, first of all, Mark Wahlberg, I, I don't even think the guy could fucking drive a plane. Um, fly a plane, rather. Like, if it was Harrison Ford. Saying that, which Harrison Ford would never say such a thing. But if Harrison Ford was like, ah, well, you know, I would fight off the terrorists and I would fly the plane. I could maybe somewhat believe it because the guy could actually fucking fly a plane. But Mark Wahlberg, shut the fuck up. All right? So that kind of sticks with me. Although I do like Ted. (laughs) Ted, too. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm on a... This is like the Mark Wahlberg. I hate Mark Wahlberg episode. When it should be... um, knock on the cabin, whatever the fuck this movie's called that I'm doing, um, let's not forget, right, M. Night Shyamalan, so knock at the cabin, yes, let's get back into it, I'm, I, I am losing my focus here, and I know, I'm not drunk, I'm not on drugs, this is just me, this is how my brain works, I don't know, I go down a tangent, I make myself laugh, I'm really cracking myself up, my fiance's definitely upstairs right now, like, why is he just laughing in the darkness, okay, So, where'd we leave off The Happening? Mark Holberg. Then he does Last Airbender. I'm just going to name the flops or the movies that just didn't hit. The Last Airbender, he does After Earth with uh, Will Smith and his son, I believe. Uh, The Visit, which I actually, I got to say, I never watched The Visit. I heard that was one of the better ones. I heard that's when he started turning it around a little bit. Uh So, then he does Split in 2016. And Split's a funny movie. Um, Well, it's a funny movie. It's not a comedy movie, but um, it's an interesting movie because it was like a backdoor sequel to Unbreakable, which I thought was just like I like Split. I actually thought Split was pretty effective film. Um, And um, what's his name? Fucking Professor X over there. James McAvoy gave a great performance. Great multiple performances. Right. And I thought it was a fun, fun little movie. I just, I was kind of, it didn't really sit with me well that, like, they put the little Bruce Willis cameo thing at the end because it was like, all right, like, what is this? Like, why are they doing this? I remember seeing it at the time and understanding what they were doing. Like, it was connected to the Unbreakable universe, but it also felt weird. Then he did Glass, which, yet again, another sequel with everybody in there, Samuel L. Jackson, stuff like that, and it was fine. It was okay. You know, listen, Unbreakable... Is really the standout of those three. Um, obviously the performance. James McAvoy in, in uh, Split. Is great. So then recently he does Old. Which I didn't really love. I'll be honest with you. Um, wasn't really. Uh, it just felt like. Where it went plot wise. And I won't spoil that film. But it just didn't do it for me. So now he's back with Knock at the Cabin. And as I named the cast, um, frontlining this movie is Dave Batista. So I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to talk about spoilers for a little bit. If this is your first time listening, I try to, try to stay away from spoilers a little bit. But um, I will, I will say if I am going to get into spoilers. So this movie starts off, it's very mysterious, very ominous. Dave Batista shows up in really tight clothes and, and he's a giant. I mean, everything's going to be tight on him. And he's got some company with him. And yeah, he goes to this couple. Uh, and he's basically telling them that they have to you know, stop the world from ending. By helping them. Now, light spoilers. The way they're going to have to do this. Is by uh, having one of them sacrifice the other. So they, they out of the three of them, there's a couple uh, and there is a daughter, a little girl and that's the, 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 the what they have to do is they basically, one of them has to kill the other one. Out of the three they have to pick. Now the, the group of, of visitors, of strangers if you will, they can't be the ones to kill them. They have to do it themselves and this is the only way to stop the apocalypse. So right off the bat it's a fucked up situation, right? Uh, first of all, Dave Bautista. I've definitely said it. He's turned into a great fucking actor, Dave Bautista. And I really respect and uh, I- I'm liking the choices he's making as an actor. You know, the scripts and the projects he's going to. Because it's its a fucking... It's, it's a difficult transition, right? Ask anybody... Uh, or look at anybody's fucking history to come out of professional wrestling. And and look at, you know, the track record. Um, you know, before The Rock, if you're talking about, you know, actors and stuff like that. There really wasn't, you know, even Hulk Hogan back in the day. The biggest, one of the biggest, especially back in the day, um, wrestler, wrestling names. He really didn't make a good transition to film. He made a lot of shitty movies. Uh, shitty movies that I enjoy. Uh, I'm talking to you. No holds barred. Look it up, or what's that one Mister Mister Nanny? Oh my God, movies are ridiculous. But he didn't make, um, definitely didn't make the right choices as far as films uh, to tr- transition to an actor. It was also a different time, but you know it goes it goes to acting chomps. I think at the end of the day, or chops rather, chops. <laughs> you know, like if you, I don't think Hulk Hogan could really be like a super, you know, serious part. You had Stone Cold, he did some stuff. Obviously, Rowdy Roddy Piper did They Live and uh, some other movies here and there, but as far as actors in wrestling, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, he was like he's the most successful one, right? And he's blockbuster fucking getting paid millions and millions for movies, bankable. Um now it's kind of Uh, going downward, I think, after, like, something like Black Adam, not to bash the Rock or anything like that. I love the Rock. Grew up loving him. But, like, I think everybody's kind of reaching a little bit of a Rock fatigue, and, and Black Adam's box office is another indicator of that. You also got John Cena, who's making some interesting choices. Obviously, you know, Suicide Squad. Now he did Peacemaker, and he's popped up in some comedies here and there. I like what he's doing, too, with his career. But as far as, like, Dave Bautista, getting back to Bautista himself, this guy is, you know, he's getting roles that are showing how versatile he is, right? He popped up, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy, his Drax, and he's fucking funny. He's hysterical. He's got some great one-liners in there, but then he also popped up in like Blade Runner twenty forty nine in just the beginning, but enough to see that you know there was something there that like he kind of as as, as far as it's like him being a, such a big guy too, and that's kind of like the Rock's problem I think right now is the Rock is so big I mean physically obviously but he's so such a big presence and personality that like you can't really uh put him in like a quiet role or you know a more subdued character he kind of has to be like this big big identity on screen whereas like i think it was smart that batista started doing stuff where he was a little bit like held back like blade runner 2049 he's a little bit quiet in that role in the beginning of the movie he's not in much of it but him doing movies like that show that he could really like perform Uh, you know, these these different characters. And also, he was in uh, Glass Onion recently. A little bit of humor there, too. A funner character. But also a different character from, like, Drax. And now in this movie, like... This is a top-fucking-tier performance. I gotta say, this is... um, This is really something from him. I don't want to say, like... You know, obviously the subject matter of this movie and stuff like that. I wouldn't say it's, like, an Oscar thing but like this is an impressive fucking performance uh he really he really holds his own as an actor and he honestly he carries this whole fucking movie on his fucking gigantic back uh, <laughs> his tight t-shirt not tight tight button down and jeans guy's huge but like he does because his performance is so like creepy and fucking chilling and, and you don't know what to, but it's like vulnerable at the same time too, he's got a lot of different layers that he's showing as an actor in this performance and it just, furthermore it just shows you that this guy's got a fucking future and and I like what he's doing and I, I look forward to him, honestly, I love him as Drax and stuff like that, but I look forward to him not being committed to all that stuff and doing stuff outside the uh, comic book movie realm, more serious stuff because shit, man, this is, he's great. He's great in this. He just has, like I said, he has so many different layers and you just don't know what to expect. He's a perfect actor for this because you've seen him in these comedy roles. You've seen him in a little bit serious. But now to see him like this, you're like, do I do I like this guy? Do I not like this guy? Do I believe what he's saying? Uh, and and that, you know, having an actor like that carry the movie definitely helps it. Uh, the remaining cast is great as well. Uh, the couple, they do a good job. Um, you know conveying their emotions and stuff like that and everybody else just there's there's a lot of different nuances to these performances because you know you have to look at it from like do I trust these people do I not trust these people and and there's a lot of that there's a, obviously the mystery of it uh this isn't like a a bloody horror film or anything like that there's some there's some moments that are a little like you know also fucking Rupert Grint Fucking Ron Weasley himself. Probably hate that somebody's referring to Ron Weasley himself. But he's in this fucking movie. And he's good. He's not in a lot of it, but he's good in it. He's kind of creepy. Kind of obviously way different than fucking the lovable uh, Ron Weasley. (laughs) If you like gingers, that is. But he's good in it. Uh, The child, uh, actress that I named before, is good in it as well. And there's a lot of suspense. I will say uh, I did like this movie. Overall, I think um, they do a good job with just, like, pulling you in right from the beginning. The movie's 100 minutes, 90 or 100 minutes, so an hour and a half, hour and 40. And, like, they start, they go right into it. The credits roll, and fucking Dave Bautista is going towards that cabin. And we're going right into it. And I like that. I like when a movie doesn't waste any fucking time. There's not a lot of buildup. There is a little bit of filler, Uh, If I have to be critical of it, like at the end of the day, you know, this is this feels like almost like a a Twilight Zone episode or something like that. A weird fucked up Twilight Zone episode. But like it's definitely padded with, uh, you know, some flashbacks of the couple's life. I mean, they are a homosexual couple and they do go into that and there's some stuff that has to do with that. And they they pad it a little bit and give them a background, uh, which it works for the most part. I'm not saying it's boring or anything like that, but they definitely do pad the movie with that. This is yet again. I'm always in defense of like an hour and a half movie, hour and forty minute movie. Some movies just need to be that length. Some movies just work at that length. You don't need to do this. Is a movie the perfect example? This movie didn't have to be two hours and twenty minutes, two hours and ten minutes. It's a it's a it's a slim one forty. It's effective. It doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It it's got enough suspense that it keeps on building, you're wondering what's going to happen. You kind of, it's kind of a little bit predictable. Um, I mean, I kind I think I kind of figured out like based upon seeing other movies and similar um, and natures, you kind of say, all right, maybe this is going to happen. Not, not saying I knew everything that was going to happen, but there was some surprises as well. Even with my expectations, Uh, I did like the score as well. It was creepy. It was by, let's see who was by. Cause I'll check, give some credit. I'm not even gonna try to say that name, guys. I'm not even gonna try to say that name. Be honest with you. Cause it's 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 rough. It's a rough name. Hurtis Stefan no. If you go look at it, you'll understand. You're gonna probably sit in there if you listen to this right now. probably This guy can't fucking read. Listen to a podcast by a guy who can't read. No. Go look at the knock of the cabin guys, the music by section. And you're gonna you're gonna sweat. I'm sweating. I feel like Billy Madison. today, Junior, that's what I'm gonna do. But yeah, I like this movie a lot. Uh, it definitely, it, I was kind of, yet again, M. Night Shyamalan, I don't hate M. Night Shyamalan. But as I said, he's kind of a hit or a miss guy for me. So I kind of went into it tempered expectations because I was like, this movie is either going to be interesting or it's going to like drop the ball in the first 40 minutes. And when I was coming up to that 35, 30, 40 minute mark, I was still interested and i think it delivered and i think it's creepy enough great uh there's some great little moments obviously a lot, a lot of them come from Batista i mean he's just he's just so unsettling he's so unsettling he does such a good job uh in this in this movie um, but yeah good good movie i don't know should i go into spoilers Eh, i'm not going to go into spoilers i guess i don't have to right i mean i guess i could so you know what yeah, you know what? I'm going to go into spoilers. Fuck it. I'm going into spoilers. We're doing it. We're going to do it live. We're doing it live. Fuck it. Uh, so, yeah, spoilers. They ain't lying, right? They ain't fucking lying. The end of the world is actually coming. And I, ha- I kind of had a feeling halfway through the movie that this is going to happen. I mean, it was it was just all there. I felt like I got some frailty vibes. Uh, if you've never seen fucking frailty, I don't know what you're doing. Frailty great fucking movie, horror movie, strange, it's Matthew McConaughey, it's Bill Paxton, and Bill Paxton directed it, it's fucking beautiful, rest in peace, Bill Paxton, love that movie, Frailty, Uh, it also reminded me a little bit of The Mist, Uh, my fiance brought that up, and I was like, yeah, it did remind me a little bit of The Mist, just, um, a fucked up kind of apocalyptic apocalyptic situation, no uh, monsters or anything like that, but it was just, it was a cool movie, I thought it was cool, and I thought, I liked the, um, I, I'm interested maybe reading the book, you know, and seeing what's different, seeing what's the same. But, yeah, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Some fucking, I don't know, is this movie rated R? I wonder. I think it is rated R, honestly. If it is rated R. I mean, there's probably, some, there's some bloody stuff. There's some adult situations and stuff like that. It's, I think it's worth going to the theater to see, though. I think M Nice Shyamalan did a good one here. I think it's it's definitely uh, enjoyable. It keeps you it keeps you going. You know, you're not gonna be sitting there like it's a good enough mystery too, where you're like, all right, what is this real? Is this, you leave it. You're kind of debating it. You're questioning it, and then some shit happens. You're like, fuck, this shit is real. This shit's really happening. But yeah, that's it. Knock at the cabin. I liked it. I don't know what's next. What is next? Should I just go revert back to Mark Olberg? And uh, how I'm going to shit on Mark Wahlberg some more. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, this is annoying. I don't think he's, uh, to be honest, I don't think he's a very good fucking actor. I think he's just, uh, you know, he just kind of does one thing all the time. And the thing is, like, he's in good movies sometimes. Like, uh, I remember a movie came out a few years ago. He was in called, like, Lone Survivor, which I thought was good. And it's like, but he's kind of like replaceable. You could kind of swap him out. He doesn't really bring anything to the table. It's more the movie carries it. But whatever. I'm still talking about fucking Mark Wahlberg. Split, split. That's some good fucking acting. And split, James McAvoy. He could give fucking Mark Wahlberg a run for his money. <laughs> Knock at the cabin. Check it out. It's good. Think you'll enjoy it. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is the first time you're listening check out the other episodes check out me on twitter tiktok and instagram at dom Solo reels do some stupid videos sometimes and that's it have a good night